real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. What I want to talk about, um, I suppose during this time, you know, because kids are doing a lot more housework and what have you, but would you pay your kids to do housework? It was an interesting dilemma in a parenting section of the Herald uh, the other day about a parent wondering, should they pay their children to do chores? Because obviously the children are available at the moment, aren't they? And it says, um, we have three children. The eldest is 12 and the other two are seven and five. Since we've uh, all been cooped up for the last few weeks, I've been trying to get them to do all the small chores around the house. Uh, they make no shortage of their uh, they, uh, they make no shortage of mess. I'm really struggling to get any of them to help. The oldest one refuses and the younger two uh, seem to take their lead from him. My oldest is looking to get paid for the work and I just don't know. Part of me feels I, it would be okay, but part of me wants him to help out just for the sake of it. What are your thoughts on paying your children for chores? Now, I suppose particularly at the moment, parents don't have as much money as they might have had before. But do you make your children do chores and do you pay them for doing it or do you struggle sort of, to even get them to get off their computers to do anything like tidy out their rooms cut the grass for you you know um, I don't know vacuum the house whatever it happens to be do you think paying children for chores would give them an incentive to do the chores or is that the wrong message to send that you know you should be paying your children after all you are providing their electricity and providing their internet and providing their devices and providing the heat and everything they have in their home including the food so I want to know what you think would you pay your children to do housework now, I suppose I'm guilty. I, I, my son washed my car there about two weeks ago. In fairness, he was out washing his own at the time. And I gave him a tenner just for washing the car. So, but would you pay your children to do chores? Let me know what you think. The number is 087 Now, can I point out, by the way, I didn't offer him the tenner before he did it. I asked him to do it. He done it and I gave him the tenner. So that's kind of different, isn't it? That was just like a little reward, I suppose, in some sense. Because I know at the moment they find it difficult, obviously, to get part-time jobs because there's nothing around for them. So let me know what you think. The number is 87 Would you pay your children to do chores? Uh, Nigel, you're on Classic Kids. How do you doing, Nigel? Hey, Nigel. Good. Nigel, I mean, should you have to pay your own children to, you know, cut the grass or clean their room or, you know, hoover the house or whatever? Should you have to pay them? You don't have to. But do you? I choose to, yeah. All right. So you do. I, don't know, I, I wouldn't be always talking about physical money. I'd be more sort of a work for reward sort of a parent type of thing, if you know what I mean. Right, okay, so we if you, all, if you do positive, that, I'll buy you this? It's not, I wouldn't say even if you do that, I'll buy you this. It's a sort of a positive reinforcement. Right, okay. It's a sort of, it's a sort of an ABA, sort of a type of dog training type of thing, if you like. Yeah. You know what I mean? it's, it, 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 we sort of work on a work for reward. It's like, no, not all the time. It's time to get what you want, you know what I mean? Just, you know, because that's what kids do. But, I mean, we, we, I would certainly work on a work for a war sort of a system in the house. I mean, Jack, my eldest wife, I've spoken before, he's 18, now he has his grass cutting around. He, he, he includes us in that. He obviously doesn't charge us, but he might get a few quid off his map. Yeah, but Jack, now, if I remember rightly, he's a bit of an entrepreneur anyway, isn't he? Well, he has, he has, <laughs> he has his garden ground, his garden around that he still does. Like, he still does that. He doesn't, he doesn't meet the lads or whatever. He doesn't meet the owners of the house. He goes and cuts the grass and they put an envelope through the door for him. That's, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no one to one contact. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You too. know, yeah. no, like, you know, he's, he's, he's still keeping his business up and running. I unlike most of us. Yeah, well, in fairness, he wouldn't be able to get the COVID payment if he didn't anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's looking forward to, to not doing his leaving. How much does he charge for a garden? How much does it cost to get? A he garden? goes twenty. It's, it's twenty euro front and back. Twenty euro front and back. And the, the, the oh. estate that we live in, they're fairly size, especially the back garden. I will be sort of 50, 60 foot long. They're fairly big gardens. Like, so it's. It's, it, you know, it's, 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 
And how long, really, it, how long would it take him to do a front and back? He, he'd do the front and back. He, like the next door neighbour there now is a lad that he works nights and, and, and uh, he, nice bloke. Um, he'd do 15, 20 minutes, maybe 25 and minutes. He do, I'm assuming he doesn't stream as well, does he? No, no, he doesn't stream at all. Unless okay. he does. I mean, like next door, he's doing a flower bed out all along the back of the garden, either side. Right. He charge a bit extra. You know what I mean? There's so a career in landscape gardening for that. Yeah, he, for he, like, he likes that type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he says himself like that. He said he keeps me out of the house three or four hours, gives me something to do, a little bit of a focus. So, I mean, I applaud him for it. Let him off. Let him okay, well, so, well, 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 leave him aside because he's making his own money. What about your other kids? Two or three kids have two, four, and eight. Now, obviously, the two-year-old is doing his own thing. We're in happy training at the moment, um, or party training at the moment, should I say. The four-year-old and the eight-year-old, we nah. work on a... I mean, they play the ex- little bit of Xbox here and there. Well, the eight-year-old now, would, is it a he or she? Eight or four boys. Okay, so with the, with the eight-year-old, would he clean his own room? Yeah, he cleans his own room, yeah. And is he tidy yeah. enough? Clean his own, say again? Is he tidy enough, like? What eight-year-old, you know, is tidy now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Is he tidy? I say to him, is, I said to him, look, at will say, Daddy, I'll finish my school, because he gets skill walk every day. Yeah. He gets, Daddy, I'll finish my school walk, and I ha- can I have a go on the Xbox? Is your bedroom tidy? No, not yet. Well, tell you what you do. You go and tidy your bedroom, then you can play in the Xbox. All right, no bother. Yeah, but that, that, that's right. a good trade-off, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. I'm saying it's work for what. No, we all yeah. need positive reinforcement. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely you, agree you with you. You get out of your bed every day for what? Yeah. All right, all right. We all spill the lines that we love our jobs, right? But still, at the end of the day, you're still waiting for your brown envelopes, as we used to call it, on a Friday. Do you know what I mean? And that's why you do it. That's what that's what drives us. There's no brown you envelopes know. in this job. Let me you know, tell you. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you know my boss is listening, if my boss is listening, if you want to hand me a brown envelope, <laughs> you can. I don't, you know the principle I'm, I'm, I'm getting. Like, <laughs> no, no, I get walk, you. Yeah, we yeah. all work for a while. We all work for positively important. We all like to be told, yeah, he did a good job. There's, you know, there's a packet of crisps or, 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 you know, there's a drink or whatever the crack may be. They yeah. all look for something. It's obviously, if you just trade off. Yeah, positive I, I, reinforcement I, is good, particularly when you're in work. Where's Andy bad news? Come in here. Andy, come in and tell me I'm doing a good job, will you, for God's sake? Yeah, he might come in in a second. He do, I don't, I don't even fact, know if he listens well, to me. Fact, the very fact that if you look, if you, and I'm not, again, I'm not, big, I'm not picking you up unnecessarily, but if you look at your, and I've tracked this over the years, if you look at your radio listenership for, for the likes of Classic Hits, it, it, it's, it's steadily risen every year. Why? Well, I, well, I believe because it's a great radio station. But, yeah, uh, but, but a lot of a lot of that is to do, to do with word of mouth, by the way. It's, it's a good. It's it's it, it. I mean, the slogan on classic hits was spread it around, tell a friend. You know that that has. Jeez, we should get friends. you in marketing, Nigel. You seem to know all our slogans. And everything. <laughs> tell a friend. Yeah, I've listened to you for long enough now. If I don't know. And by now. the way, the great thing about radio at the moment is radio listenership has gone up substantially over the last absolutely, five or six weeks. Absolutely, and I think and I think it's something that will stay that way. And I, I think I, I honestly think people will start time in their day for certain shows. But isn't it amazing that, I've said this to people, I know we're going slightly off the topic now, but isn't it amazing for the last 100 years that radio has been around and with all the technology that's been around, that's come and gone and, and is still coming all that and the, the progression in technology, that FM, which is a really old technology, by the way, and radio signalling is a, an old technology, is still there and still, still, there. And still, still, still very popular. You still tune in, but I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I listen to a sort of a docking station type of thing that Moonville yeah. owns, and I still, you still have to tune in the same way as I did 30 years ago now. Yeah. Tune in if it goes off, you turn it back. 
If it goes up, you turn it down, whatever the case may be. Now, I know people do lift, listen on apps and different devices, their laptops and everything, because there is different ways to listen now. But radio signals itself, the, the FM signal is still there. But Nigel, hang on for a second. Let me get back to the, this positive reinforcement or yeah, paying yeah, your children. Yeah, yeah. Joan, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joan? Hello, Nile. Hi, on this yes. glorious sunny day. Let's get a I... nice mature view on this now. Somebody who's been around oh. a long time yeah, on this planet. exactly. You put it very nicely, too. Thank you. <laughs> and as somebody who cuts the grass and does everything in the garden, let me go back to neighbour stories at the moment with children because mine are a little older and bribery will never come into the scene with me. Right, now Nile, I would keep things very calm. Children today are going to be our future. They're going to be a future government. Maybe they'd be into government before the current one is. And they cannot expect to get everything automatically. Right, so I would, at the moment, I keep things very calm, balanced. Uh, There are not big changes in their lives with the coronavirus, so we have to go kind of normal. Mummies and daddies at home, we have to see what the background is, and if we put the a family picture into play there, they might be needing more money and can't afford it. So if we look on all these things, today, Niall, we're all thrilled and delighted with the huge number of children that are doing really big things, cycling, marathons, and all of that. Okay, so rewarding a child, Niall, for collecting money, say for a cycle run or running for a good cause, that's great praise. That doesn't deserve money that is rewarding the child with great praise. So leave that as a great honour, what they've done, what they're doing for others. Now, doing something and helping out at home is a very different thing. We keep the money as it is. We don't be bribed. And so you wouldn't pay them if they hoover the floor or clean their room or cut the grass? Not immediately. No way. What I would do is I would say to the younger children, by the way, you're all off school, you're missing your pals, so do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a surprise every so often. And I want you to think up an idea what might surprise me enough that I would give you a few bob. I wouldn't let them think that everything they do, because I do happen to know of a family at the moment where the son is 18, a bigger guy, he won't even cut his daisy unless he gets paid, and he's driving, he wouldn't even cut his sister's grass, no, wants to get paid. Now that's what these younger children will turn into if we're not nice about it, balanced about it, and fair about it, because mummies and daddies may not have the same money, or may not, so the children, in their young way, need that explained to them. The bigger boys, right, they're totally different. Uh, we're not so, age, so you're telling me age matters in this as well? Oh, age matters an awful lot. Because you, you can't just pawn, you know, an 18-year-old off with it. Well, if you do this, you can play your PlayStation. Because yeah, well, you can play his PlayStation anyway. Yeah, you can play a PlayStation. No, let yeah. them offer. Let them know. You know, let, let the parents tell the older people the actual truth according to the economics of the day. Let them see that money might be given out to other causes. And let praise and praise galore go to those kids who don't expect anything but to go on their bicycles, do a little marathon down the road. We've seen it in the papers. And praising them, but not the expectation of kids all coming together and thinking, if we do this, we'll get paid for it. Payment is just a reaction, I believe, from the parents. It's all, well, you're right when you, the very opening statement you made was that it almost seems like bribery in some way. Exactly. And, 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 and then they get you, I suppose, Nigel, that would be a fair point. If you, if you give the money once, 
Well, then, then they expect it every time you ask them to do something. Yeah. Sorry, is Nigel gone? No, not here. here yeah, not so, here. Uh, Nigel, so that would be your point too, if you give them money once, but then you're kind of expected to give it to them every time they do something. Yeah, like. exactly, yeah. I mean, I sort of, the way I sort of operate is not always very around, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's not always the same thing for the same thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's trying to keep him, you know, there's stuff that needs picking up in the garden, looking at if you do that, like, I, in normal times, it would be like, you know, I want to go and see my mate or Jack and me when he was growing up 16, 17, starting to go to discos and stuff like that. Yeah. It was but, all, it, like, it was always a powerful tool to try and get him to... To do things. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Joe. Niall, I think time is very important. When the guy, say, he's 12, and he's able to cut the grass, Mm-hmm. Electric more, whatever. Yeah. Not to suddenly hand him out his money. God, you're a great guy. Look what you're after doing. Here's Maybe a three days later, <laughs> say to him, Do you know the other day, you did a very good job. And do you know what? Is there anything that you might like? Costing just a few bob. Not automatically give it to him when he finishes the, the job, leave it for a few days, praise him, and then have it as. Uh, not uh, sort of an, uh, a reward, but just that I think you did a very good job. So do you know what? I suddenly thought, I will give you something for So that. I'll do something for you when you do something for me. No, no, I get, no, I get it. I, I, and you're not giving the money immediately, so it's not like you're paying them to do it. But stay there, both of you, a second, because Trevor, you're on Classic Kids. And Trevor, you do... Hold on, Trevor, sorry. Trevor, you do pay your children for chores. Yeah, I do, all the time. Um... I find it keeps them motivated, keeps them grounded as well. Um, like, for instance, they'd ask me on a, on a Monday, Daddy, if I go this week, they play this game called Robux. Uh, I know it, yeah. I know the Robux, yeah. Uh, yeah, and in the Robux, like... You, you there's more, there's currency, yeah. Yeah. So they ask me, Daddy, if if we do, if we mop the floors, if we do the dishes, can, it, can we get, say, 10 euros worth of Robux on Friday? So I did the same yourself, I have to say, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just say to them, look, it depends on how good you are all week and, and, and mm. how much housework you do. And, and it does, it keeps them, I find it keeps them, for me, grounded and it, it, they learn how to do a bit of hard work. And I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I had them out in the back garden, cleaning the back garden, hoovering um, the stairs, cleaning the room, doing the dishes. And so Niall, is, is the option there that if they're bold, that's hard luck on you? Is that the way they're going well, to think? Well, that's it, that's it as well. If they are bold and they're up to the only bit of work, they won't get their Robux then either either way. So Yeah, but they're giving you the option. They're kind of saying to you, hey, I'm worth it if I do it. But, uh, you know, I can be bold if I like and I still might be worth doing something. Do you know what no, I mean? I, I, I find we punish them as well by not, by not getting them the Robux or whatever they want the pocket money for. That's, they won't do what they've done again. If they've mm-hmm. done something wrong, they won't actually do it again because they know they'll get punished. Well, what's the, so by the way, what's the attraction with Roblox? I, I don't get it, the I attraction. I, the amount of kids that are on it is ridiculous. Oh, stop, man. I, I, I actually hate giving the money for it, to be honest. Yeah, I know. It, is. it does seem like an awful waste of money. Up against some of the games that are out there, it's a harmless sort of the game. Oh, no, it is harmless, just, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's no sort of the killing and, and you know, robbing cars and all that. <laughs> there's no violence. You know, there's no. They're not shooting everybody's head off every day, you know what I mean? The only thing that concerns me about the likes of Robux uh, for young kids is that if they're using a headphone and a microphone, which a lot of them do, they're talking to complete strangers. 
Well, you can close that off now. Okay. But a lot of them want to do that. They want to talk yep. to strangers. Now, don't get me wrong. They might meet little friends, you know, eight, nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds, because that seems to what, what plays. I mean, what age are your kids, Trevor, that are playing Roblox? Uh, there's two girls age 10 and 12. Yeah, that's the kind of age group, eight to about 13, that play that yeah. kind of game. And they do meet friends, you know what I mean, and, and from around the world, I suppose, which they might learn uh, a lot from, too. My you know? youngest daughter actually has, a, has an internet best friend, she calls her, and they've, been, they've got close throughout this uh, period of the pandemic. Right, and, and where is she from? Um, she actually lived. I was talking to her mother. Her mother asked to chat with me on through um, the iPad. Okay. He actually, he actually grew up where I live now in Blanchardstown. I grew up in Cabra, but I live in Blanchardstown. Oh, okay. So she's Irish. They, yeah. Yeah, and they've moved from Blanchardstown. I think they're out in Tallinn now, but my, my daughter now was um, around in the play date and all. With, with oh, that's great. Well, that's great that she's met a friend. Yeah, exactly. And I know a lot of a lot of them will find friends around the world, which which can be good because culturally they learn about other people around the world. As long as they're not, you know, some sort of freak, uh, out full of forty years of age, pretending to be an eight year old, uh, which can unfortunately happen. So I always exactly. say to parents when their kids are playing these games, be conscious of that. Think that's why that, that lady wanted to chat to me because to make sure, yeah, them, yeah, she wanted to know who her daughter was talking to. You know, yeah, well, that's a responsible thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right, well, listen, okay, Trevor, Trevor pays them for the chores. Uh, Joan believes it's not a great idea, but you should reward your children with positivity, and so does Nigel, although Nigel has admitted that he does buy the uh, currency on Roblox as well for his kids. Uh, let me know, is it okay or is it advisable to pay your children for doing chores around the house? Would you pay them? I think it's a bad idea to pay kids to do short chores. It gives them a good work ethic, makes them realise the value of money, and... If you quit in your pocket, they'll want to know that work equals money. And there's a good chance they won't end up a leech in society. Like a lot of people in this country. Mm. That's a very intelligent, thoughtful answer there. Ah, Jesus, Noel, paying your kids to do a bit of housework. I'm, I'm 43, and I can basically do everything. I can cook, I can clean, I can sew a button onto a short, I can do everything. My mum made us do it. And it stood to me, you know what I mean? My man had a roster on the, on the fridge. I done dishes one day, washed them, we would have dried them, my sister bleeding, done the hoover, whatever, you know what I mean? And like, we, we've got a mate, and I call him Mammy Special Soldier, because he wouldn't know how to make a cup of tea. His man looks at me, this is still is at home. And like, he, he's useless, like, he couldn't do a thing, he couldn't, like, if, if he got a bleeding, if he broke a shoelace, he wouldn't know how to fix it. You know, Jesus Christ, paying your kids, just tell them to do it. If you don't do it, you've no internet, or you've no, you've no PlayStation, whatever. They'll be soon about to soon cop on and do a bit of housework. I mean, you're not what I'm saying. Like, you treat them as slaves, but little job, wash the dishes, you know, do something, cut the grass. It's it's it's, it's life lessons. It's not it's not you're not you're not they can use them as, as slaves. It's a life lesson. It helps them in life. So I think it's it's wrong to pay them. Yeah, well, John, I completely agree with everything you're saying. It is a life lesson, and you are actually paying them because you're giving them heat, you're giving them internet, and you're providing them with food. But what do you think? The number is 87 8 if you want to WhatsApp and text. Should you have to pay your children to do chores? Ah, Jesus, Noel, paying your kids ah, to do a bit of housework. Stop, I don't want to hear you saying it again. Uh, Julie, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Julie? Hi, Noel, how are you? Good, Julie. Uh, Julie, I mean, would you? Uh, have you got kids? I have no kids, no, but I have plenty of kids around me daily, so I understand this topic. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. And you were a kid once yourself at some point. I was. I went knocking on doors, and I would you believe it to wash cars when I was a kid. All I right. lived in poverty. I was I was a kid of them ages. 
So you, I had to go and use my initiative and go knocking on doors for money. You were a poverty. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I'm going to switch it. Well, how long ago, firstly, Julie, when was this? What year was this? Um, I'd say I was about 11. So about two years. Oh, anyway. <laughs> uh, no, I'd say it was about 11. So a few years ago. Now you're always trying to get my age on this. Uh, oh, wow. Well, it have been in the 80s or the 90s? Yeah, or? no, I was only a kid. I was about 11, say 10, 11 when I started doing it. But we were making money, so we kept going. So, I got, yeah. No, i got to rewind the conversation again. Sorry. So you were 11. Was it in the 80s? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was acceptable in the 80s, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out your age, Julie. Okay, I'm so, still 21. I told you this before. I know, yeah. <laughs> so you, you knock on doors. You want your car washed, Mr. Or Mrs. Yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah, the water and everything. You won't get away with that these days if you got mad over the water. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we, we, we used to knock on the doors in, in Kildalk and uh, we used to knock on the doors and then we start making money from it. So we used to do it then every Saturday. Right. And um, yeah, it was a good initiative, I tell you. It was good now. We I... made a few quid. We were at the ice cream van every day. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd come home with like 15 or 20 pound in your pocket on a Saturday? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd come away, well, we'd split it and then we'd go to the ice cream van, yeah, and spend it on whatever we wanted. I was so fat, you'd want to see me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we made a few quid. No, I would encourage that, absolutely, yeah, definitely, 100%, yeah. Okay, well, see, the problem parents say is if you pay them once, you kind of have to keep paying them then, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you know the way you can bribe kids with things like just just tell them like go clean your room I'll give you a fiver my auntie and all did it to me when I was a kid I used to go up to her and be like do you need something done do you know just get money so yeah it does work like so they'd be dirty in their room on purpose <laughs> just to get to clean it again I mean I mean at the moment if kids are bored out of their heads you know so we need to get them to do something yeah. and I suppose people are there's some people are saying well hold on we are you know paying what, them you're I paying them by feeding them something? Yeah. You know, the way the kids are all bored out of their head at home. Yeah. There's loads of stuff to do on the GAA website, the Dublin GAA website. So go have a look at that if you're looking for fit, to get fit, like, or, yeah. you know. But are you, uh, are you a GAA mad fan or something, are you? I'm off the dubs all the way. <laughs> right, okay. I never even got to play that quiz. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> right, I'm, well, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> but, okay. Ju- but Julie, I, I mean, you must be strung out at the moment then because there's no GAA. No, T.A. Yeah, what are they going to do? Like, how am I going to watch my match like, if I go to Croke Park? Like, it's going to be really interesting to watch how this goes, though, oh, isn't it? Yeah, there's dust on the seats in Croke Park at the moment, and there will be probably for years. How are they going to do my hair? How are they going to do my hair, though? Have you got your hair done yet? I got it done before the COVID, but I have to go back and get it done again, like. I believe there's hairdressers out there charging four times the price. Yeah, moment. and it'll cost you four times the price to get that shit out of your hair. It's like, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. It's like hairdressing has gone underground. It's on the black market now. Yeah, it's did you, been there. Did you ever think you'd hear the day where hairdressing was like drug dealing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it's going to be the thing now because I have a friend and she's out of work because of... Uh, the hairdressing on the pandemic so she's doing house calls that's her own yeah. you know health is your wealth and all that but each to their own she's doing that but she's her phone is popping every day oh I'd say so yeah I, I yeah. mean I know hairdressers are in big demand at the moment because obviously they're all yeah. closed and you know and they are going around doing, doing them in people's houses I mean there's yeah. no doubt about it because women just have to have their hair done and that's <laughs> it yeah, I mean have you got I'm assuming you have a colour in your hair have you yeah I have got a colour in my hair but it's okay I go to Peter Mark so there you go there's Peter Mark for you alright <laughs> and so what are you using at the moment are you using a box colour now at the moment no I'm not using anything I'm going to hold out for this COVID and sure but your roots look at what your roots will be in a rag order uh, what can you do? Like, you're just gonna have to get used to looking at your roots. You'd be like the Tiger King, but he, but like Joe Exotic by the end of it. That's not nice. I won't be like that. <laughs> Do you ever see Joe Exotic and he, has, and he has the black in the middle? 
I don't even know what I'm going to be like. How long is this going to go on for? Because I'm getting a bit peed off with well, it now. Well, it could be August before you get your hair done, Julie. I'll definitely need a pint by then. The door's got to be wide open. By the way, there's a question I'm going to ask a little bit later on, Julie. Seems to be happening to be chatting about everything there at the moment now. If, hypothetically, right, they yeah. turned around tomorrow and said, right, all restrictions are lifted, off you go. We've, no, ju- we've just found out it was all a fraud, right? If just as let's say, right, <laughs> hypothetically, would you would you be confident to go out and have no, a pint? No, 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 no. I'm cocooning in any way because, like, this has to go away or it has to get to a stage where it's stabilised, you know, that kind of way. Like, you can't risk going out now. Like, we're still on lockdown, believe it or not. But we are still on lockdown and there is people still dying every day. And if 200 people die tomorrow, Niall, we'd be all back on lockdown again. So are you, are you, are you in hysteria mode? No, I'm in health and safety mode. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, are you fearful? Like, I, I, I mean, yeah, there are yeah, there are yeah. some people who are taking it nice and calmly and if the restrictions live tomorrow, they just go out and have a pint, it wouldn't bother them, right? And there are no, others no. then who are completely fearful. It's called coronaphobia. And would you think you have coronaphobia? Yeah, well, I did because, I had, like I said, I was talking to you before and I had an operation that was supposed to be on the 23rd of this month and that couldn't go ahead. But you know what? I'm kind of like, I'm glad I didn't have to go up there because what if people up there had to have the COVID? You can't be thinking. See, this is what we were talking. The, the, the government were talking about yesterday. You can't well, be thinking like that. Twice, but it was cancelled in any way on me. Do you know that kind of way? But, but I was thinking that, like, what if I go up there and you know I take my life into my hands going up get. But what, like, what was the operation you needed to have? Can I it ask? Was just for my ankle. Yeah. Oh, okay, but ankle. that's okay. That's just orthopedic. All right. Yeah. So no, I'm not going to die. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, but the point I was making earlier on when I opened the show was that if you have symptoms of stroke or symptoms of heart disease yeah, or symptoms of cancer, yeah. that you need to go to hospital because that'll be ten times worse than getting COVID. You yeah, know what I mean? No, and people are just, yeah, but they're see, ignoring they're, that. People are ignoring like, it. Yeah, but they are ignoring it. But there's no point in ignoring it because I went to a and in December, Nile, and it was COVID. I'd say there was COVID people there. I've got, Probably. I've just, yeah, more than likely there would have been. And it was really calm and empty. So don't be afraid to go to the hospital. By all means, go to the hospital. If I was in any way, like, in an emergency situation, I'd go to the hospital. There's no doubt about it. But, like, I'm trying to avoid going to places because I don't want to pick up this COVID. You know? But you're only you're a young woman, Julie. It doesn't mean I'm going to have... Like, you don't know whether I'm going to die from this if I was to get it. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but, how, yeah, but, but, but statistically, statistically, right? And I think it was Dan Brown from the Irish Independent pointed out that if you're under the age of 50, you are more likely to be killed in a road traffic accident than you are of COVID-19. Yeah, but look at the under 35 that have... Now, there's my age. There's, very, the very, there's very few of them. But there's very few of them, and most of those would have had underlying symptoms. Serious underlying symptoms. So the, the point he made was, Dan Brown, and, and statistically he's correct, if you're under the age of 50, you're more yeah. likely to die in a road traffic accident. Now, don't get me wrong, nobody wants to get it or be sick, but you're yeah. more likely to die in a road traffic accident. I spoke to a friend of mine there recently, had a headache, and really bad headache, and he went to the doctor, or rang the doctor, and the doctor asked him, had he, and he happened to have been with people who were from Italy. Um, and they had been away in Italy during, you know, for the last season there, about a month ago or so. So they did yeah. a COVID test on him, and he, t- he didn't get the results back for something like 12 days or something like that. But anyway, he tested positive. And so he had COVID-19 and he had no other symptoms apart from one day he had a really bad headache. Can I just ask something? Because this is killing the curiosity. How are they saving the people? That's what I'm interested in. Like the people that are going in with the COVID to the hospital, how are they saving them and not saving the rest of them? Well, like what, okay, well, the, the way it works is when you have an extreme version, obviously if you're, if you're particularly if you're elderly and you, your body is obviously not as capable as others of making, producing antibodies because there is no cure. Okay. Uh, and what happens is then it starts to cause fibrosis of the lungs. 
Now, when you have fibrosis of the lungs, the only thing the hospital can do is put you on a ventilator because then you have an inability to breathe yourself properly. So they put you on oh. a ventilator, which is this read. And while you're on a ventilator, they're hoping then that your body will become immune, your body will build up antibodies. But with some people, their bodies are just not strong enough to do that. And that's why you reckon that it's the yeah. old people that... So they're not actually curing you in hospital. They don't. Hospitals can't cure COVID-19. Okay. What, they're, what they're doing is just keeping you alive until it goes away itself. Right, well, the, the question at the top of the hour, no, I don't think they should... Uh, I, I think the lockdown should be just until it has to be, to be honest. I just don't think it's safe to lift the lockdown just yet. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, I know. Well, I know that. But I'm just. I'm just saying. If they did hypothetically, would you go anywhere? No, you wouldn't. You. you no. You'd be playing it safe, Julie. Yeah, okay. playing safe. <laughs> All right, Mi Hall, say that, Julie. Say hello to Julie. Hello, Julie. Good afternoon, to Julie. Hall, call it Mi Hall. Oh, my yeah. name is Julie. Call it Julie. Uh, <laughs> Julie. What, what, what's oh, the Irish for Julie? Part, my last part is in for donkey's years. Her name was Julie. Oh, what, <laughs> is there, what's the Irish for Julie, by the way? Julie. Oh, just Julie. All right. Okay. So, Michal, would you would you pay kids to do chores? Uh, no, I'll, there's four kids in the house where I'm at the minute and they were egging for the like of that from their mother and I told them, get off their arse and clean this, that and the other. Didn't want to do it, but I had a very simple solution. I'm always up early in the morning, I live in the room of the house on my own, but I collect all the dirty dishes, I know who to what, and I'll dirty them a bit more, then I leave them into their bedrooms. And <laughs> in some cases, I leave it up on their beds beside them, they're asleep. And later so on, you, you, okay, so let me just clarify this. You'll take the dirty dishes out of the sink and you'll bring them up to their bedroom. I won't take them out of the sink, they won't be in it. They'll be on the couch beside the television, they'll be on a piano, they'll be over on the table. They're just everywhere and anywhere. Right. They're untidy. I put up and I trip it to each of them and maybe make, a, make them a bit dirtier with a drop of maybe washing up liquid or something or maybe sauce or something <laughs> on them. I leave them into the bed right beside where they're sleeping and then later on you can well, they're back around here again. <laughs> you dirty dishes, you must have forgot to wash them. That's that. If right. you don't wash it, you don't use it and if you don't hear it, you don't eat it. And what happens but if you want one of the older ones, say, to cut the grass or, you know, uh, vacuum the house? The, the, the middle-aged one now will come out well while in the garden, I have a huge garden, a huge garden, bench and roads. But she came out and said, I get your ass out there, girl, I'll show you a bit of garden. She was delighted with her. Get your ass out there, girl. She was delighted, she was delighted with a bit of education. I said, That's far better than me hold up in a shagging room, look on this internet, or showing your body to some fella that doesn't know the world. Showing your body to someone around the world. Yep, yep, that, that's what the eldest one does. She's over Facebook under Mighty Tonight, and they're good. It's just everything is nice. It's like that's my how old is the eldest one? <laughs> the eldest is 20, 21. What's and she's it? like an advertisement for board parties she's on the whole plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. So she's on the internet flashing her body. Well, not obviously naked. <laughs> but showing her body <laughs> off to everybody in the world. And they're, they're exceptionally brainy. They're exceptionally well in college. Don't believe how well they're doing in college. But like, I mean, you say, you're doing well in college, but you lost the gay basics. What's that? Cop on. And it's a social activity. Without those, you're thinking nothing. You go, I want you want, are you not on? Are you, are you not on social media yourself, Michal? No, I'm not. I'm not a media man. I, I, I put something for me about twenty years ago or thirty years ago. I think I used it twice. Yeah, right. I wouldn't have time. I've an old style phone for myself. You turn it on, you make a call, and take a call. All right, okay. The phone that you have now is all your intelligence. You want? You want? You want that I have on the phone there, Julie? You mean? Yeah, yeah, Julie. Yeah, yeah. and you're you one. You have a slight phone, and you tip it one way, and you hit it the other way. 
In the meantime, I'd have seen Cosbed and told everybody to pick up. I'm busy. You, you haven't got talking to the first person because you're sliding Jesus, this way. What kind, of sound, what kind of a phone do you have, my, my, I ask? It's a Nokia, about 25-year-old. So Nokia. is mine. So is mine. So don't touch a book before you read it. Like Yeah, your one, your one has a Nokia phone. Oh, so he says, Niall, you should have a show. Just call it the Michal and Julie show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could, could you I'm imagine Judy, us? Yeah, Michal and Julie, yeah. No, Julie. Julie, not Judy. This is Julie. Yeah, Julie, Michal. Julie all the way. Julie, Julie, Julie. Michal, get back to phone situation here, because he's down in the country and he's a better phone than me. I have a better phone than you because it won't do anything except make or take a call, and that's all the phone should be for. Do you, make it, do you send a text every now and again? Uh, I did. I think I sent one or two to your show there. But you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to stop what you were doing to do it, to send the text and use the modern phones. And I see the girls at the house, it could be half an hour. Make a call and get it over with. Tell them you love them or you'll meet them the next night or what the hell from them. Get it over with. Don't be drawing it out. But that's romance. They like to romance, you know, they like to romanticise oh, no. two texts. I'm a Piscean. I'm a Piscean. We're full of romance. But we go about it a different way. You go, you go in for the kill. <laughs> you go in for the kill, right? Yeah. Right, OK, so it's just meet me tomorrow for a quick one. That's it. Oh, yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Don't be wearing trouble. Julie, are you, a big, are you a big phone user? Do you, are you on text, WhatsApp, everything, uh, social media? Really? Not really at all. Like I have to, I have to really, really sort my phone out. I am using a Nokia. Are you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not but <laughs> but sending a text is a nightmare in a Nokia. That old way where you have to tap the button three times to get the A and the B and the other kind of carry on. And yeah, no, I'm not going to try justify it. There's absolutely no excuse for it. But I love my Nokia. I know, though, though, there were great phones. I had, I, many, many years ago, I had lots of Nokia phones. A 5210, a 6210. I had 32 most. 3210 in the other days. And I had, um, do you remember the Sony Mars bar? Do you remember that one? The Motorola phone? No, the Motorola was the flip, the Razor. Uh, the Sony Mars bar. It was this, at the time, they were uh, kind of saying that it was the smallest mobile phone. It was only about the, si- it was the, si- the size of a small Mars bar. Where did you grow up to have these phones? <laughs> I'm 56. I was working at the time. You had a contact. The biggest mobile phone I ever had, I had a battery on my back and on the bag. I remember that one. <laughs> the, battery, the battery on my back and a bag. Yeah. You're like a hunchback going around with this thing in your back and a swinging on it. Oh, well, I had one of the, the first mobile, mobile ones. I remember I knew a guy who had one of the ones you were talking about where he had the battery in the, in the boot of the car, right? But I had one of the first mobile, mobiles, which was the old Motorola brick. It was called a brick. Yeah. Were they the 088 phones? 088, that's right, yeah. Did you phones? Yeah, and I still have the same phone number. The only difference is they added an extra <laughs> digit to it. They added another digit to it. But stay there. Anthony, you're a classic kid. How you doing, Anthony? Oh, you know, uh, yeah, we've moved on from. We started off talking about paying children to do chores. Would you pay children, Anthony? No, I would not. No, you wouldn't. Why would you? My which I sent in. Right. I'm not, I'm not sound, sound like the Grinch or anything, but. No, you'd never be a whinger, Anthony. Never. You're always in good form. <laughs> and I'll come on. I'm now, only, I'm only joking with you, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> and does it send out the wrong message, Anthony, giving them money? Yeah. Right. I mean, my mother, like I texted in originally, and Helena rang me back there, and she should be on double pay, actually, putting up with you. I know. But you're keeping <laughs> us all entertained. Mm. But my mother, like, I was seven. I was doing my own laundry at seven. Were you? And I had five brothers, and my mother 
brought us all up to be the same. And she said, you'll never be dependent on anyone. Right. And I could cook a full meal. I could cook a I wasn't I doing my own laundry till I was 27. I could <laughs> take dinner. Sorry. Wild spuds. Yeah. Wild steak. Mm-hmm. Vegetables, everything at seven years of age. Right. And it That's took awful. me for my life. That, well, that's mean it's awful, Julie. That's just the life he had. It was different to yours. Yeah, I know, I know. But it sounds really awful, though. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's just... I'm talking about, like, going out and having a bit of crack washing a car or going, <laughs> you know, cleaning your room just to get a bit of money. Like, I'm not talking about, like... I don't know. <laughs> Doing your own laundry <laughs> at eight years of age. <laughs> Did you see the five-year-old who was caught on the motorway? I think we mentioned it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, that, I don't mean to be laughing. It's the best like, story yeah. ever. Yeah, police Roger. stopped him on the motorway on the interstate after driving and he said he was going to California to buy a Lamborghini with his pocket money. <laughs> what a great story. I mean, it could have been the worst story ever and ended up being the best story ever. Like, it's brilliant. I know, the photograph of him sitting in the seat, I don't know how he can see over the dashboard. Listen, Julie Michal, Anthony, thank you very much indeed. Have a wonderful day. All right. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.